I've been waiting a long time for this. All talk, no shock. And now, from the Emerald City of Seattle, it's the Mike Cybert Radio Podcast. Your home for pop culture, Transformers, independent artists, interviews, Transformers, and stuff, and things. Also sometimes Transformers. And now, here he is, the guy who's high-key lit fam, Mike Seibert. Thank you for downloading this podcast, and welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Seibert Radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, call the Mike Seibert Radio voicemail hotline, 231-224-MIKE. That's 231-224-6453, and right into the mailbag, Mike Seibert Radio at Gmail. Com. This week, my guest is rapper Ambush Vin, a guy who scoffed at the notion that urban geeks can't be taken as credible rap artists outside of niche genres like nerdcore hip-hop. Um, his music became a reflection of the way he lives, urban and nerdy, without limits. This reflection led him to describe his brand of hip-hop as sci-fi music. We'll talk about that and more, including his upcoming Halloween EP slasher music, wild Star Wars fan theories, and his favorite comic book stories. The sci-fi music invasion has begun. Ambush Vin, thank you for being here. What's up, Mike, and everybody else listening to the podcast? <laughs> Very cool. Well, I've uh, I've been stoked to uh, meet you and chat um, in a little more detail. I, I remember it was uh, maybe a couple years ago uh, you had uh, reached out to me uh, and I had played one of your songs, um, uh, Darth Pers- uh, uh, Pr- uh, Prospectus. I, I still, I keep Darth saying... Thank you. I keep saying it wrong. You, you ever have like some of those words where even when you practice it, you still say it wrong? That's 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 my thing. Uh, when believe tra- it or not, perfectus was one of those words for me. I swear, I I used to always say perfectus. Exactly, and and I listened back to some of my episodes when I was talking about it, and and sure enough, even after practicing, I still said uh, perfectus. So, um, uh, but anyway, so I, I, you know, gave that song a spin and gave you a little bit of hype uh, a couple years ago, but um, recently you reached out because yeah, I you. Ha- it. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's it's awesome, and I um you know I, on this podcast you know we're we're huge fans of uh, geeky music, nerdcore, and I uh, I I really like your stuff. Um uh the 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 thing I think I like about your style of geek rap and hip hop and sci-fi music is that it's um it it's it's got a a real edge to it in that like you know it's uh it, it's um it, it's got like a uh, I don't know how to articulate maybe like dark a, gritty urban street <laughs> exactly yeah in in a way that you know i mean if we're being real here you know a lot of uh nerdcore raps don't quite have you know it's like you know they'll have you know great flows and fresh rhymes and and dope beats but it it kind of uh sometimes lacks the actual grit that a lot of uh popular hip-hop has so i i thought it i thought it was really cool uh uh you know listening to your stuff and you know um 
you know, I mean, I mean, Nerdcore is, you know, kind of like notoriously clean at times. So to hear, you know, kind of, you know, just hear throwing a swear here and there, it uh, it added an authenticity to it that I really like. Yeah, but there's a dark side to that, though, because, right, so <laughs> I get a lot of feedback because, you know, I'm always meeting people. And, well, to be honest, it's like I need to do a lot more networking with resources and people who can actually, you know, spread the word and mm-hmm. get sci-fi music out there because I'm always networking with the fans. I mean, I, well, I hate to call them fans because I don't have fans. I, I call them fam because if you identify with my music, my music is authentically me. Yeah. So <laughs> you're fam, you're family. So I spend my time engaging with, with, with the fam and engage with, you know, people who I vibe with and, because it's like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of an influencer myself. You know, I write, I'm actually the staff and publishing director for a site called Altwire. And we're all about, like, um, independent music. I mean, no matter what genre, you know, we just like to put independent music out there. So it's like, I hate the modern day payola system. That's what I'll call it. Yeah. Because that's all it is, as opposed to saying, well, some people do, hey, hey, give me 40 or 50 bucks and I'll put you on this playlist. I have 15,000 followers and Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. You know, my thing is, hey, if I like the music and I think it's dope, I'm going to spread the word. Yeah. Period. And it's not only that I understand you're trying to, what a lot of outlets do is they try to build what they actually do build their reputation on your hard work and the sweat off your back. And I hate that, you know, it'll be, I've seen like some blogs and some vloggers go from literally, Hey, just uh, check out my channel. I'll play anything you send me. And I got, I only got 150 subscribers now, but then they get, they land some big interview or they land some big, uh, big artist or something yeah. like that. And they automatically, they start building their subscribers off of, that artist's reputation and to me that's just not right because i'm like man i believe in hard work mm-hmm. you know i blame myself if i don't get sci-fi music out there if it's not out there and my audience isn't where i need it to be i don't blame anybody else except for me because i can always work harder or i can always go back and look and see okay what did i what am i going where did i go wrong where didn't i connect these dots yeah when it comes down to it it's ultimately all on us you know what i'm saying because you can blame everybody else in the world both people don't support me so i'm not supporting them well what's the point of that especially in the days of you know algorithms because yeah for sure especially facebook is really horrible for that you know i you can make you can make a thousand posts and only a few people will see it Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and then my thing is well because i'm a i'm a glass half full thinker so my thing is, if you're not supporting me, why aren't you supporting me? That's what I need to find out. So yeah, once I find yeah. out what I need to do to get your support, then there it is. It's right back to me, the boomerang. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I, absolutely, and I I appreciate the the hustle and the honesty too, because you know one of the things I was thinking about uh, while you were mentioning that you know uh, the, the whole new payola system, you know, I mean, like just like it was in like the early days of radio, you know, like in like you know twenties, thirties, and forties, and it's kind of come back around with regards to social media and influencers and and that whole uh, pay to play thing. I mean, I mean, one thing that I've seen in kind of like the the independent scene is the whole perspective of doing stuff for exposure, quote unquote. You know, it'd be right. like it's like, oh, you hook me up with something and I'll give you looks. You know, and it's it's all just yeah, it, it's just a it's just a shitty system. It really is. It's like I, I'm all for cross promotion. Yeah, and I'm all for you know a favor for a favor. Mm-hmm. But now. The, my problem comes in when, you know, you're not doing this because, you know, you genuinely, genuinely want to build a relationship together or you or like I genuinely want to say, hey, Mike, you know, hey, I think these guys over here really love your podcast. Let me make the introduction. Yeah. You know, and I'm not going to ask you so for anything in return. I mean, that's just the type of guy I am, mm-hmm. honestly. But you might say, hey, well, you know, Al looked out for me here. So man, hey, whatever song you got, you know, shoot it to me, and I I give it some 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 pub or something exactly. like that. Exactly, exactly. You know, I don't expect anything in return from anybody because mm-hmm. that's where disappointment comes in. Absolutely, and that's one thing that help you lose your focus. Mm-hmm. Well, and and expectations, you know, and a lot of folks will get lost in uh, stats or yep. likes or shares or whatever, and and it's all just noise. It, it's it's all just static. I mean, you know, exposure is obviously important, and you know. Uh, but it, but it's about doing stuff organically, like we're doing here. Yep. You know, it's like you know we're just two cool folks that are into the same stuff that want to connect with each other's audiences. Because I mean, there, there's definitely a, a mutually beneficial aspect of it. Like I would hope that uh, I can connect with your audience, and they'll be like, "Oh, hey, this Mike guy's okay. Let me go listen to some of his other stuff." Likewise, folks that listen to my show will hear you talk about your art and your music in your own words and say like, well, hey, I, you know, this really connects with me. I really want to check it out. So it's, it's all just about, you know, networking and making friends. And yeah, I, you know, it's, it's organic growth. Yep. Yep. And believe me, my, my fam, they'll definitely be checking out your podcast because like I said, I'm, I'm very engaged with um, and it's it's getting harder because my fan base is growing. Yeah. So, um, but I'm I'm very engaged with all my fam. I have like five DM groups filled up on Instagram just Woo. with, you know, and I just I just talk to them. I mean, it's like a whole thing, like because I mean I don't knock anybody yeah. who does uh, Patreon or GoFundMe or only sure fans anything, but um. I see it like, I mean, my, my way of doing it is like, I feel like, how can I explain it? Well, I guess the best way to say it is I don't want to feel like the fans, and this is just strictly for musicians, but I feel like, for one, with musicians, it's kind of like, unless you just really don't have it and you just can't afford to invest in anything, not even studio time then, okay, I get it. You got to get started somehow. But I feel like I'm 
asking the fans to pay me to do what I love to do. Mm-hmm. You know, as well as as well as support me while you're paying every month. Even when I'm successful, this Patreon is still going to be here. Yeah. And, you know, I'm able to sustain profitability on my own, but I'm still asking you to donate. I mean, for one, I don't want to ask for a donation. Sure. If you want to give it, I'll take it, you know. But, I mean, God bless me with a, a really great and awesome career. So, you know, I'm able to invest in myself. I just want, you know, when I'm able to step out and say that I'm doing music full time, you know, I, I can do it now and sustain it. Yeah. You know, the, the, the fan base is there. The resources are there. I know I'm going to be good. You know, then I just want y'all support. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's I'm already asking you for that. And then not only that, but it's like kind of like Patreon is like for musicians. To me, it's like a kind of catch 22 because this actually happened to a friend of mine in Europe and he had a Patreon and he had like 800 something patrons and something. And he was, he was getting mad money from it. I'm not yeah, going to lie. Sure. But, and he was creating too. So, so, but the thing was, I told him, I was like, Hey dude, what you need to do is make sure you have those fans are still going to stick there and support you, you know, where you can sustain that revenue, mm-hmm. you know, outside of Patreon, you need to, you know, branch out and start getting some sponsors and, you know, not only sponsors, but uh, just start picking up other uh, branches of revenue, mm-hmm. you know. So, because really, I mean, to be honest, most rappers who are successful, most of their revenue does not come from their music. I mean, that's all of our goals in this age. Yeah. But what happened to him is he was accused of sexual misconduct. Oh, Wow. And he went from 800-something patrons to, like, five. Wow. And here's the bad part about it is that he actually was found not guilty. And the whole thing was a lie. But now he has to rebuild everything. Yeah. You know, and that, that that's, like, that's one, that may, may be a rare case. But sure. all in all, it's like I can, I'm kind of old school as far as, you know, business goes. You know, um. I've been managing for a Fortune 500 company for like a while now. I mean, so I picked up the ins and outs of how business actually works. And it's like, it's a great model for like, you know, people with uh, radio shows, podcasts, Mm -hmm. cosplayers even. Yeah. But for musicians, I just think that, you know, I mean, (laughs) just because you make music and you either don't want to invest in yourself or you can't invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean, hey, let me go start a Patreon and, you know, I'll get money that way. And, you know, I get shots out to everybody who make Patreon work for them, you know, because that's a hustle on its own. That's really yeah. hard, honestly. Yeah. But me personally, I'm the type who would rather grab a lawnmower, a rake, and go out and shovel snow if I didn't have it. Yeah, I got gotcha. <laughs> to, to make To make it. I mean that's like some old school shit though. Like, yeah, you know. yeah. I, w- I was gonna say that that's that's a that's a true hustle right there, uh, legit for sure. Um, so before uh, before we talk about slasher music, your your brand new EP that'll be out on Halloween. It's it's released on Halloween, right? Yep. 
Okay, so before we get into that, because I think I think we need to kind of uh, build it up and kind of fill in a little bit of the backstory, because it kind of ties in with a lot of the other stuff uh, that you've been doing. Um, why don't you take a sec and kind of describe uh, what sci-fi music is and the style of music that you do, and maybe kind of give us a, a little bit of history of the stuff that you've done so far. Okay, so sci-fi music is actually more than music. It's the name of the league, well, it's the name of the canon that contains the stories of the League of Multiverses. And everybody doesn't know, but we're all a part of the League of Multiverses, whether you like it or not. (laughs) You're in this multiverse. So sci-fi music is the canon that contains all of that. And a lot of the music are stories and concepts that came from the main story and the main canon. Mm -hmm. So this whole thing is just like one big canon. I'm actually working on a wiki that I'm going to put on fandom, uh, hopefully before the end of this year, that has everything connected and broke down. So, but um, how how it all started, pretty much, well, Mm -hmm. I mean... Of course, I've always been like a nerd. Like, yeah, yeah. Really <laughs> big nerd. But at the same time, you know, uh, I love hip hop. And, you know, I grew up around <laughs> gangsters, thugs. Sure. I mean, you know, people like that, which I love them all, honestly. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I, I was who I was. I mean, I tried to fit into that mode, didn't quite fit in because I'm not a killer. <laughs> I'm not a dope dealer mm-hmm. or anything like that. I mean, I am who I am. And by the time I finally figured that out later in life to just do me is when sci-fi music pretty much came out because mm-hmm. I'm like, it was crazy because it's like dark and rainy outside, it's gloomy as hell and me and my uh, cousin who's uh, featured on Dark Perfectus with me um, as Silence, that's his rap name so we were just sitting there, I'm like man I'm about to, I got a concept and I'm about to write it because it's lightning outside and I thought about it's like forced lightning and I'm like I'm about to yeah. write a rap about Star Wars because like before that I just found out about Nerdcore in like 2015 nice. you know so and I'm like, it's actually a market for this. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Before that, it was it was all just like political and and like kind of street rap. Yeah. You know, but once I, I'm like, it's a market for this where I can just do me honestly. And I'm like, okay. So when I wrote the Star Wars rap, and it was like, man, when I'm listening to the rest of Nerdcore, I found out about it. And don't get me wrong, I love, I love nerdy music, mm-hmm. but it's just too doggone happy for me. <laughs> I'm not from like a happy place, yeah. You know, and I know a lot of people who actually make nerdy music, like uh, Shida and um, the Epitome, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of there's a lot of other people who make nerdy music that don't get the pub that the bigger like touring artists get, you know, and they're pretty much like me i mean we're all from the urban plight (laughs) yeah yeah for sure you know but that's what sci-fi music pretty much is it's just like it's 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 pretty much me who i am it's like you know i i grew up i grew up 
in an urban area. You know, I love hip hop and I love fandoms. <laughs> so it's like all of that rolled up into one. Pretty much. Gotcha. Like uh I think Blasting News described it as nerdy I, I got it on my Instagram. <laughs> nerdy music from the wrong side of the tracks. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And that, that hit it right on the head for me. That was perfect. I like that. Well, and, and like we were just talking a moment ago where where I was uh, struggling to pronounce Darth Perfectus. But no, the the thing that again, the thing that I like about your uh, your raps is that, again, it has that authenticity and it has that that uh, gritty realness that, you know, it's like I, I don't think I've I've heard anybody rap like Star Wars like I like I've heard you before. And, and again, I you know, I like a lot of nerdy music, you know, um, you know, fans of the show know a lot of the artists that, you know, I pub for and, and, uh, hang with, but yeah, it's like, um, there was just something immediately striking about, um, about your stuff. So yeah. So I checked out, you know, uh, uh, sci-fi music and yeah, just, I just, I, I really liked your stuff. So I am, uh, I'm, uh, dope that we're, uh, hanging out here now. So what, what then? Uh, uh, where does the leap go between uh, sci-fi music? Because, like, also you've uh, included in that canon is um, is some comics, right? Yep. First love. So, um, so where? Kind of, kind of explained a little bit where where we go from you know doing uh, uh, essentially you know nerd raps. And doing comics, and then um, how that leads up to uh, slasher music, your your new EP. Oh well, that's the crazy part. Slasher music is actually a sci-fi story. Okay. So, to give the summary of it, okay. So, Spatium, who was pretty much the uh, like head of what he's the last Pierre actually. The Pierrus are like uh, cosmic beings whose only job is to preserve the continuity of the League of Multiverses. Okay. And they were all wiped out by what I call a Mestizi, which a Mestizi is a Pierru who has had his cosmic awareness removed. So this Mestizi's name is Domini. And he wiped out all the Pierrus except for Space Mm-hmm. who was pretty much the youngest one of all of them. Okay. And they reside in the time dimension. The time dimension is pretty much because when we think of time, we think of time as a, as a measurement. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a physics nerd too, big physics nerd. I love it. Science nerd, period. So, I mean, if anybody, anybody who understands that dimensions and planes know that time is actually a dimension, it's a plane. You know, the same as space, time, space. Wow. So the time dimension is pretty much like where everything is connected. It's not just like one place in a measurement in a human brain, the way we think of time. Mm -hmm. Time is actually like parallel. It's not linear. So... It's in parallel dimensions. So, like, right now it's 2019, but it's also 1969. You know, so it's Whoa. like, 
and he's there are these wormholes and stuff everywhere yeah, yeah. that only people with heightened senses can see. So if you listen to like my sci-fi music album, mm-hmm. like the first song, the very first song is called The Mestizia Out Here, and the intro is crazy. I think that's like the best way to describe my style, mm-hmm. that song, because it all starts at the gas station, literally, in the hood. <laughs> <laughs> Right. It's, it starts at the gas station. It's the Arab guy. Uh, I'm like, give me 20 on five or whatever pump it was. Yeah. And I start to walk out the door and I see one of these Mestizia and I'm like, what the hell is that by my car? Hey, man, stop playing. What is that by my car? He's like, yeah, I don't see anything because he can't see it, but I can see it because my senses are heightened. Right. And I can see beyond three dimensions. So I'm like, I'm not going back out there. So then the rap goes into it. I go into my car. And this, I'm thinking like I'm high or something. I'm tripping. Sure. So this this Mastiz, he sees me. He starts to approach me right away. And I'm like, I, I start running away. And this wormhole opens. I jump through the wormhole because there's nowhere else to go. And I end up in a time dimension looking around like, what in the world is going on? And that's when I meet Spatial. <laughs> so and so the, the Darth Perfectus video... Yeah. It's actually happening in two places at one time. I don't know if I really conveyed that good enough on the description. <laughs> I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. It's a trip. And, and again, uh, you definitely got to check it out. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, ha- having having listened to the album, I, I, I'm i picking up on, on what you're putting down. But, yeah, like for, for somebody coming in cold, they're like, what the hell are these people talking about? But it's 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 dope. You, right. you got to check it out. It's really cool. Um, so, but like you said, I mean, basically, you know, slasher music is, uh, you know, it's it it's a um, it's a sci-fi music story. Um, and if I'm looking on the Bandcamp correctly, uh, so it includes um, an EP. There's also a kind of yeah. a, a companion comic that goes with it, along with a along with an ebook. So. Um, you know, you also mentioned that, you know, you, um, you face, you face off with a lot of the, uh, horror killers that, that we all grew up with in the eighties. You know, you got uh, Jason, Freddie, Michael Myers, Chucky and more. Yeah. So, and they are a mystique. Wow. That's how, that's how the whole thing is when I see, I, I'm almost always, Coming, I'm coming too close to death. Yeah, and you know, trying to fight uh, the Mestizi. And what what Spaceman does, he's like, "Look, dude, you gotta stop this because you're the only hope. And if you die, then you know, the everybody loses." So I'm like, "Well, maybe I should be immortal." And he's like, "Well, maybe that's not a bad idea." And I'm like, "Huh?" <laughs> that's when he tells me that the Grim Reaper of Earth Prime, which is our Earth. Mm-hmm. Is actually a mestizi, and he was like the he was like the first mestizi ever created, and he had this big badass army that went around like protecting the continuity and multiverse. But then he got greedy, and they all just decided to rule these planets outside of the council's eyes. So when mm-hmm. the councils find out, they pretty much made them all into mestizis. They kept they kept they kept a uh, part of his um cosmic awareness but they banished them all to earth earth prime and so the grim reaper's only job the grim reaper's only job was pretty much hmm. all these humans with these with uh who have heightened senses 
heightened senses and um, pretty much awareness, your job is to send your army of slashers and undead supernatural people to kill them mm-hmm. and remove them, you know, because they're a threat and they can't find the time dimension. So spatial theory is, okay, in order to become immortal or in order to beat death, you must become death. Yeah. So I have to go to Earth Prime and first I have to get killed in order to gain a whole audience with the Grim Reaper, period. Mm-hmm. And he senses my cosmic awareness and senses who I am. He's like, well, wait a minute, man. Who are you? What can you do for me? I'm like, look, I want to be your main guy. I want to be the only slasher because I know in order to prove that to you now, I'm going to have to kill all the slashers that you have. And that's pretty much where slasher music starts. Wow. That's, I, I gotta tell you, man, I, I gotta hand it to you for your creativity and imagination that this just sounds wild and intense and amazing. And I can't wait to uh, listen to the whole EP for myself on Halloween. Uh, folks can check it out currently on, uh, your Bandcamp, uh, sci-fi music.bandcamp.com. Um, there's, um, it looks like the title track is there available as a preview with, uh, five, uh, four, other tracks coming on Halloween when that uh, when that goes live, so folks can pre-order that now. And it also looks like between um, the Slasher Music EP and some of the other um, and some of the other stuff that uh, that you've got coming up, um, this all leads up to the next Fandom mixtape, right? Infernos. Yes, the fa- Fandom tape too. Very cool and. And that that seems like that's going to lean more into uh, the horror and supernatural side, which is uh, uh, really intense and exciting. I, I I can't wait for that to uh, come later in uh, in spring of twenty twenty. It looks like that's when that's uh, that's in the works. Yep, spring of twenty twenty, and when it comes, that's going to be like. Well, this one is actually going to be like something in between. It's going to be like three EPs, I think, in between there. So, because Rise of Skywalker, man, I got to do a Star Wars EP. It's got to. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I so uh, we're recording this on a Monday night. So, the uh, the trailer hasn't dropped yet, but tickets have already gone on sale for Rise of Skywalker. Have uh, have you been online to try to score tickets yet? <sighs> Not yet. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. But yeah, it's it, so it's it's kind of interesting sometimes with these podcast recordings because it, it sometimes inadvertently captures like a unique moment in time that that's uh, that's fixed to this one thing. So like by the time folks listen to this, they they will have you know watched the final trailer for Rise of Skywalker a bunch of times, but we haven't seen it yet. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm just because my mind. You know, I'm so deep into Star Wars canon. Yeah. I read all the comics, the books, all the animated shows and movies. And it's like, I've got so many theories about what's going to happen because my whole thing. Uh, do you watch Star Wars? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. So. I, I was going to say, hit me with some stuff. Yeah, let, you know, we can we can go um, go on a shallow deep dive on some of your crazy fan theories. I'm, I'm curious to uh, see what you want to put on the record. Okay, so here's what I here's kind of what I think. 
So, and uh, Chuck Wendig's uh, book, the final book of the uh, Aftermath trilogy, yep. which was Empire's End. Mm-hmm. So, Palpatine had an obsession with Jakku. And it was a world that was really deeply connected to the Force. And pretty much Palpatine was uh, trying to drill to the core to get this really powerful Force artifact, Mm -hmm. which they still haven't revealed what that that was yet. Like, eons ago, there was a being that protected Jakku. Like, it was a real strong Force. His name was the Consecrated Eremite. So this is, I mean, they haven't said much about him. Yeah. So I'm just waiting to see where that goes. But I don't know how Jakku is connected to the Force, but I have a feeling, I just have a feeling that Ray isn't, wasn't meant to be a Jedi. Okay. <laughs> That's one thing. My second thing is, I think the world between worlds was created specifically for this. Because that is so, when I saw it on Rebels, when I first saw it, I was like, I didn't even know J.J. Abrams was gonna was gonna um, direct Rise of Skywalker, and I said, I hope to God mm-hmm. that J.J. Abrams directs Episode Nine, and I hope that they created this to be used in that because it's right up his alley. Everything I, I'm a big J.J. Abrams nut. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I love like I mean that dude goes so deep. I mean, if you have you ever watched French? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I was a huge fan back in the day when it was on. Great show. That was like, as, as far as sci-fi goes, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, this is like, I'm like, this show isn't going to last. I knew it wasn't going to last for like 10 seasons. I'm like, this, they got into some really deep shit. Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, well, it was yeah. too far ahead of its time, I think. It really was. And I think if he maybe would have introduced it now, it would have catch on a lot more. Yeah. But I'm like, he every, I mean, you know, it's just a, like a kind of a common theme in his movies is like parallel and multiple. You know, parallel universes and multiverses. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, because uh, the way he introduced, reintroduced Star Trek was like, I had to give it to him. I, I was skeptical at first, but then when I went to go see it, I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a pretty cool hat trick when you can introduce a new canon that still exists within the old canon, you know, through right. time travel and a multiverse and alternate timelines. And it's, it, it you know, whether whether the Abrams Star Trek resonates with you as a fan um you it still works on a level to where you know even hardened Trek fans can be like ah I could see why that works it's fine because it, it doesn't it doesn't erase anything that happened before it just says this happened also it's in parallel like like a lot of the stuff that you yeah. were talking about earlier you know it's all it's all a multiverse and time is a dimension not necessarily a measurement i and i i, I it i would I'd really like to see some crazy time travel elements uh, entered into uh, Rise of the Skywalker. And, you know, you mentioned that, um, you know, kind of like uh, perhaps a tie in with Rebels. I mean, we still don't know where Ezra and Thrawn ended up. Oh, yeah. And Ahsoka, too. Uh, You know, so it's like we don't know what happened with Ahsoka after that until we saw her at the end, mm -hmm. which was after Return of the Jedi. So it's like, okay, what happened in between that time? And I got a feeling that that's, 
they're going to put something in there to make people start to look at the comics because they, I mean, they almost have to. Yeah. Because right now it's only like diehard fans. And once you take away the Skywalkers and start and reintroduce the other elements of Star Wars, it's going to be like diehard fans again. So you have to connect that bridge mm-hmm. somehow. You know, because I'm waiting. I'm, I'm hoping I see Vader in Rise of Skywalker. I'm going to lose my shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, I'm, that... Not, I'm not going to lie to you. And that's what I'm thinking. I'm just trying to, the only thing that, that has me is like, okay, I'm hoping that we don't get into the whole clones thing. And not, not the clones from the Clone Wars I created yeah. on Camino. I mean, like, the clones from Legends. Oh, that, that oh, just really sucked to me. You mean, like, like the Dark Empire stuff? From, from like, the old Dark Horse stuff? Or what, what, where you, what well, do you this, mean? This was actually uh, after... Um, Return of the Jedi. I can't remember how many. It, it, hmm. it was right before New Jedi Order. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, with uh, like like, like the Yuzen Vong and and those folks. Horn. Yeah. So that 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 really irritated me that Luke had a clone named Luke with two U's and yeah. his Palpatine clones, and it was like okay, this is like getting like kind of stupid. Yeah, yeah. Now, so I, I was kind of glad when that arc was over and it went to. New Jedi Order, although I hate the Vong just as much. Yeah. Dude, I can talk about Star Wars all night. <laughs> I, I hear you, man. I hear you, man. Well, I'll I'll, I'll uh, try to put that genie back in the bottle and kind of kind of put a put a cap on it because uh, yeah, you're yes. fo- folks are either either with us or they're just like I'm lost. <laughs> but uh, uh, but right. but uh, but speaking of comics, that that was something I wanted to uh, loop back around to. So you had uh, you know when we were talking about uh, sci-fi music, you had. Uh, casually mentioned that you know comics is your first love um i was wondering if you wanted to talk about you know the uh the comics that you've done as part of the sci-fi music canon and maybe some of the um the other influences that that go with it you know maybe like some of your favorite comics my all time well actually i told a lie but i get i'll explain after that my first love was actually kind of like video games okay <laughs> but, all right <laughs> i mean you know for, because my, i mean we, we, my dad got us in the computers and yeah i got kind of got the code early like with vic 20s and commodore 64s it's like 80s stuff <laughs> yeah like before the pearl scripts and python so a lot of people won't get to struggle but the uh yeah so but comics, my favorite comic of all time is honestly the first Secret Wars miniseries. That, uh, I mean, it was like my first, the first comic in my era. When I first got into comics, that's where I saw all of the superheroes come together and yeah. get defeated. <laughs> I've always been the villain. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I hear you. Well, and you know, from from the chaos, a costume emerges. You know, it's the first appearance of Spider-Man's yeah. iconic black costume that would later, you know, become the alien symbiote, and yet that, uh, that that would be Venom. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. I mean that that was a that was a great example of what happens when you take all of the heroes and all the villains and throw them on a, on a, a battle world and just, yeah, just let them go nuts in a, in a way that we really hadn't seen uh, prior to that. I think like in the age of event comics nowadays, 
Um, yeah. I, I think a lot of folks kind of take that for granted, but I, I agree with you. I think uh, Secret Wars was super iconic in that that was really like one of the first ones where they're like, this is a, you know, it's a it's a miniseries. It's a crossover that's going out throughout the entire line. And this stuff means something. You know, it's like there, there were yep. reverberations all throughout the entire Marvel line during uh, when both Secret Wars and Secret Wars 2 ran. So, yeah, it was... Yeah, really, really cool stuff. Secret Wars too. I love that one too. Yeah, that one's a lot of fun because, like, you get a, it, and it's and it's definitely of its time because you see basically the Beyonder yeah. trying to um, adapt to being in the eighties with with his Jerry curl yeah. and his jumpsuit and oh man, fun <laughs> <Right>. stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. But I think the next one after that, what they did an iconic event was actually the. The Infinity Gauntlet, if I'm not mistaken. Sure, like yeah. Early 90s. For sure. Nah, it's a whole rant behind that and the MCU, but then I kind of understood why they did what they did and mm-hmm. then what it actually is. And once again, that's why, I say, that's why I say Marvel, what Disney period now, they have to do a better job at bridging, you know, the comics and other content with the yeah. movies. Because a lot of people don't even understand. They're like, well, wait a minute. This is not how Infinity Gauntlet happened. Well, now, if you, I don't know if you read the new Secret Wars. That's a classic, too. Because Dr. Doom is just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I caught some of it. Um, yeah, I've, I've kind of tapered off on my um, uh, current Marvel stuff over the last few years. But, yeah, I mean, that that uh, last uh, Secret Wars where they basically blew up the whole universe and, and kind of did like a soft yep. reboot, that was th- – there was a lot of really cool books. Like I remember like they did a dope Ghost Rider book that came out of that and a, a couple other just weird, crazy experimental stuff that I, that I thought was really, really cool. Yep. Yep. That's the one. Nice. So, but I, I believe, I can't remember how many multiverses uh, exist now, but the incursions during the time runs out are to let the secret war destroyed a lot of those multiverses. Mm-hmm. But the MCU multiverse, which is, I think, Earth 19999, something like that, it wasn't destroyed. So, you know, the Infinity Gauntlet is actually the story being told in that multiverse and not our earth. And once I saw, once, you know, I kind of got that explanation, I was like, you know what? Okay. Yeah, that does make sense. <laughs> okay. I can see it. I can see it. I mean, because, you know, some characters from the movie that I'm just like scratching my head like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But, <laughs> it's like it fits if you squint hard enough, that kind of thing. Right, right. Right, so I'm like Thanos. I'm like, okay, um, yeah, like comic Thanos better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, but. Though, I mean, I I would say that the the MCU version was pretty compelling. Also, I mean, I mean, Josh Brolin gives a hell of a performance just being a and dude. Everything he does. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So, um, so my guest is Ambush Vin. We are chatting about sci-fi music and uh, specifically his new EP, Slasher Music, which drops on Halloween. Uh, that all leads up to uh, Fandom Mixtape Volume 2, Infernos. And um, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about, because I, I, I just happen to have this, uh, this uh, killer cover art um, up here on my screen. Do um, uh, you want to talk about some of the uh, artists that you've collaborated? 
frustrated with. Because this, this is a dope yeah. cover. I yes, love I love to give them their props because usually I just like to give them a basic skeleton concept and say, hey, you know, I don't get them specific. I just say, it's kind of what I want you to look, but I want you to use your own vision to make it what you see. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but the Phantom Tape 2 cover and Phantom Tape 1 were both made by Daniel Hill of Daniel's Designs. I hope I'm saying that right. And he's in somewhere in England. I'm not sure what city, but, you know, uh, you can look him up on Facebook. And he's just a really great guy, great artist, nice. really nice person. Um, another one I use is actually one of my frequent collaborators, and his name is Ryan Artist. And he actually did the first comic, and he did the artwork for um, sci-fi music. Come and think of it, and um, Tales from the Multiverse. Another good, really good artist. Nice. And my current go-to artist, who I'm just having doing everything for me in the future. Her name is Laura Lisa. She's from Venezuela. She is a really. I love her style of art. She's just really awesome when it comes down to it. And she's a good person too. And that's who designed the cover and is doing the comic for Slash Music. And then the rest, mostly, I can't draw work a crap, to be honest. <laughs> I suck. But I am a graphic designer, so I can manipulate the hell out of some photos and, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and create logos and stuff. I just can't draw. So, but yeah, man, those are. Cool. Pretty much the artists that I've actually used. I love uh, Owen. There's also um, VT Clark, uh, who did my final arcade video and the animation for that. And that was just like super amazing. I'm just, I still can't believe that you know, <laughs> I actually have that video. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, those are pretty much uh, all the artists that I've used. I just like original concepts that just look super nerdy <laughs> and i can't quite make that happen in real life for the most part so i just use art well and, and that's the cool part is when you can find uh creative partners that you can collaborate with to help bring your vision to life that's and, right and, and, the, and there's a there's a joy in that i think and you know kind of like the collaborative nature like why i i'm sure when you see art back it's like well that's that's not quite exactly the way I envisioned it, but hey, th- this is really cool. Or like, you know, it just, you know, blows your hair back or, you know, gives you something to w- where it kind of, uh, you know, defies your expectations a little bit. You know, I. It always does. Yeah. They, they always, they always do. Very I've cool. I have had one person send me art yet where I'm just not like, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I tell you what, man. This is a this has been a a real pleasure getting to know you and you know uh, learning about your love of Star Wars and comics and uh, you know like uh, like we said earlier. I mean, we could talk about this stuff as much as the night is long. Uh, but as uh, as we wrap up, um, I I do have a, a couple few questions that I would like to uh, close out with. You know, um, some of my previous guests kind of affectionately refer to these as the uh, quote unquote job interview questions. 
questions. So these are these are <laughs> these are super open ended. Uh, but basically, what I'd like you to what I'd like to ask you about is challenges you've had, how you've overcome those challenges, um, kind of what your overall goal is with your creative pursuits, and then to round it out, um, advice that you would have uh, for folks that want to do their own uh, creative interests. So let's so let's uh, um, start with um, could you talk about some of the challenges that you've had with uh, with regards to your music and and any of the other uh, uh, creative things that you've done? The biggest challenge that I have with my music is well was to not be afraid to be myself yeah. to the world. That was my biggest challenge because, you know, it was like, okay, on one hand, it's rap. On one hand, I'm very lyrical. But is the type of rap that I'm making going to be accepted by people who listen to what they listen to? Yeah. You know, I'm talking about everything from politics to Star Wars to sci-fi to comics. Mm-hmm. You know, and I didn't want to make rap that was like, I didn't want to make rap just to identify with a certain group of people. You know, so I kind of stopped that. Like, I'm not going to make this rap about this because this is happening in some community in Virginia or whatever. Yeah. And it's trending right now. You know, so I'm going to get that audience. I'm not going to do that. So the biggest challenge was just to just actually be myself and honestly not care about what anybody thought about me doing it. And the next biggest challenge is actually myself. Yeah. <laughs> because I swear, every writer, every rap I record, every rap I put out, within two weeks, I'm done with it. I'm done with slasher music now. I heard it. <laughs> it's like... I gotcha. It's, it's like I can do better. And every, that's why I always push myself to just do better because I always think that, you know, I can do so much more. And it gets to the point where, you know, my time, like it makes it look like I'm a procrastinator. Yeah. Because I, it's so much that I, I, I start doing, so much I got to get done, but I end up not finishing it because I try to get so much in at one time. And it, it's just crazy. It's with, that's my biggest roadblock mm-hmm. is myself, and I know it. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, and I would imagine that, I mean, because, I mean, I run into this uh, uh, myself, you know, I mean, uh, insecurity and self-doubt, you know, kind of kind of creeps in sometimes, too. And, and what, what I find me personally is that sometimes I just can't get out of my own damn way, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Um, so the so the next thing I wanted to ask you about is um, you know kind of what what the overall goal with uh, the sci-fi music canon is, and by extension of that, what's the dream? My overall goal with this is just to bring something completely new to hip hop. Yeah. Period. To build a community around it, to network with everybody who feels the, who. Who, who the people in the suburbs where well, I guess hip hop is super huge in the suburbs now too, but back in the day it wasn't. Sure. So just people whose who whose parents don't even let them listen to rap because rap is something evil or rap is you know yeah. something that nobody listens to is not music. Hmm. Just for those people 
you know, to say that, man, I can identify with this because, yeah, it's rap. But it's also, man, he's rapping about Star Wars. Right. I mean, it's crazy how many fans or how many, how much fam I have mm-hmm. that does not like rap. It's nuts. And they, they always tell me, I don't like rap, but I love your rap. Yep. Yep. And I think that's pretty much what I do. Like, I don't just, I, don't, I never sit down and say, I'm a rap about this subject. I listen to a beat mm-hmm. and I just say, okay, this is what I'm a rap about. And, you know, the people who, like, it might be people like Star Wars, Star Trek, anime, whatever. Those are the people, I, you know, I put it in front of, like, hey, listen to this. <laughs> you know, yeah. this is pretty much what you like. I'm talking about everything that you like, anime. And that's pretty much gets to, like, branding. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people just look at music as the brand when you are the brand, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it's like you follow, people follow especially these days, people follow people for them. I mean, yes. there's a lot of people out here, to be honest. I mean, let's be honest. In hip-hop, there's a lot of people out here who really can't rap, and they know they can't rap. <laughs> so, Oh, yeah. Yeah, but but they, like, they could be, you know... For that. Yeah, and it's like they could be awesome influencers and, and not be able to stitch together a rhyme to save their lives, you know? <laughs> That's all we got is a, is a bunch of influencers. You hit it yeah. on the head. And people follow them for them. They buy anything they put out and Follow every word that say they say because they like them, which makes all of us the brand. And just like even this podcast is your product. Music is one of my products. Yeah. You know, absolutely. It could be I could have so many products, but you, you just have to think of yourself as a brand. Yeah, which which is hard for some folks uh, sometimes, you know, especially when when they're starting off. You know, it's like you know they they're they're young and eager and hungry and and you know just just want to jump in face first. But it's like now you got you got to give it a little bit of consideration sometimes. Yep. Get on the head. Yeah. So the uh, so and and this kind of ties together nicely with the things we were just saying. Um, to to round things out, what advice would you have for folks that want to pursue their own creative interests? You know, whether whether it be music or comic books or writing or or um, anything creative. What uh, what advice would you have for the kiddos? <laughs> this is crazy because I do not look at myself as anyone to give advice. <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going to lie. For one, I don't think I've accomplished enough. I mean, I haven't even reached my goal yet. So you know, I'm just regular smegular. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm no better than anybody else. I'll say that before I say my piece on the advice you asked me about. Fair. So, but. My advice is to tune everything and everybody out who is going to have a negative or toxic influence on what you believe you can do, period. Mm -hmm. I mean, get them all out your environment. I don't care if you've been friends for life. If it's family, I do not care. Get them them out of your atmosphere. Get them out of your aura. Get them out of your, your environment. Surround yourself with people who believe that you can do it or surround yourself with people who are going to put you in a positive mindset and a positive environment. Start going to different seminars. Put yourself in the environment. Go to conferences. Go to concerts. 
and just be in the environment because all the people at the concerts came to see the type of music you do. It's just not you on the stage right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So that those are the people that you want to be around. If you think, hell, I mean, me, I'm a, I'm a writer, comic writer, rapper, and, you know, 40 plus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so it's, it's really... I mean, right now, people in my in my age bracket are you should be taking life more seriously, or why are you still trying to rap? <laughs> I made a Facebook status the other day, and I just said a straight out look. I don't care how old I get, if I haven't reached something that I want to do, age is never gonna stop me. <laughs> Period. Exactly. You know, get those naysayers and get that neg- get the negativity from around you and create the environment that you need to create and do what you want to do. That's that's the best advice because it's advice I have have, have to today. Yeah. Sometimes give to myself. You know, just tune them out and just yeah. get in your own world, get in your own zone and just be the best version of yourself even if you think you are your own audience. There Sometimes it is. you got to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, don't sell yourself short, man. That's uh, that is some really uh, solid advice, you know, to thy own self be true, you know, just uh, just be that best version of yourself and and everything else will fall into place. I think that's a I think that's a really good uh, place to leave things. Uh, Ambush Van, this has been an absolute pleasure. We have got to do this again uh, soon. Um, so the the new EP is Slasher Music that is going to drop on December 31st on Halloween. Uh, October 31st. <laughs> did, I, did I say December? I, you know, I, I'll, I'll fix that. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, because, because you know, um, uh, Halloween is after Christmas now. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, get it, get it on Halloween. Get it on Halloween uh, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> See, now, now you're messing me up. <laughs> <It's kinda laughs> right. Oh, man. Well, uh, before I mess up any further and have uh, we part ways for now, uh, could you let folks know where they can uh, uh, find your stuff out on the internet? and how they can connect with you out on those social medias. Okay, so I'm going to make it really easy for you guys. I love it. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Snapchat, uh, working on my TikTok. Everything is Ambush Van. Nice. Everything. And my site is ambushvan.com. If you get lost and need to find anything, that's like my headquarters. Very cool. And uh, I know you've got a, a link tree set up uh, from your Twitter, so folks can link to that really easily, you know, and uh, drop by the YouTube and check out the videos. And, of course, uh, the website, uh, lots of uh, lots of really cool stuff there, ambushvin.com. Uh, and you've got a couple shows coming up before the end of the year, right? Like uh, in, the, in the Chicago area? Yeah. I got a... Uh... A show at Chicago Pop Culture Con, and it's actually going to be kind of unique because I'm trying to convince the uh, the con owner, um, Tim Zerko, mm-hmm. um, trying to convince him. Well, I'm going to try to convince him to let me do like a panel slash show at the same time. I don't know how I'm going to do it. It's going to be crazy, and the panel is going to be how to spit bars, how to rap. Yeah, oh, I love it. People, I want like some sixty year old. Granny's in there 
trying to learn how to rap. Yeah, do like a like a workshop type of thing. I I I think that'd be dope. Yeah, yeah. So I got that, and then I got a uh, con all delete. I think that's on December twenty second or something like that. Twenty uh, first, I think. Uh, Hyatt Regency and uh, Rosemont. Yep. yep. Very cool. All right, cool, man. Well, uh, like I said, I mean, this is uh, this was a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate. Uh, oh, thank uh, you. You're welcome. And and again, we got to do it again uh, real soon. Uh, Ambush fan, uh, thanks again for taking the time, and we will see you around the way. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Up next, it's the title track and leadoff for Slasher Music, the new EP from Ambush Vin dropping on Halloween. This is Mike Seibert Radio. <laughs> Have you ever been chased by a real slasher? If you live to tell about it, then it wasn't a slasher. Cause a real slasher won't stop until he kills you. I learned from the best. It all started with a foot press. I was on the ground face down in the mud at the end of my life with a machete forced through my back to my damn chest. I'm a bloody mess, I can see the reaper. He said we can make a deal, I'ma be a teacher. I don't care about the cat, the action is gathering souls, I'm officially a soul eater. Change another guy, kill the vanguards. All the legends gotta die, this is my yard. There can only be one. No gun barging with a hammer like I'm from Asgard. No regards to accomplishments, all you did was kill motherfuckers who was never cognizant. What the fuck? Y'all want a damn monument? I slay giants like the father of Solomon. You're not compliance, gonna bring violence. What you think you make it better cause you stay silent? Only thing that mean to me is you don't take the threat seriously, so I'ma bring you out of hiding. Mass murder of the mass murderers. Before I go any further, satisfy intense fervor that I've been harboring. Ill-gotten desires and B-movie modeling. Cam Crystal Lake first on my list. Jason ain't no match, make him get pissed. Pulled the machete and swung, bitch, don't miss So you can't die, change up inside a casket Inside a cement block, deep underneath the lake bed How you scared of water? Motherfucker softer Then if I man with ED and this girl trying to give him head Take his hockey mask, keep it as a trophy About to make him all bow like a nigga holy Sit on the throne, fire up a stogie See their mouths open like the OMG emoji I'm difficult to fold like origami In the clouds high, looking out like Kami They all green, the rest of the world think they obscene They gon' have to form a team cause they can't stop me You can't get away from me no matter how fast you run Run, 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 run for your life Don't try to fight everybody, don't die Looking for a way out, ain't none, goodbye In real life ain't no happily ever after No remains, I kill everyone I capture Last sound that you hear is my sick laughter This is never in the story of a real slasher This is my street, your defeat is imminent Fell asleep on Elm Street, had a dream, let you win it Play the psychopath and I laugh Cause my wrath is a real force In my hotel, you a tenant Should've put them little claws through that old sweater This a takeover, I don't need a vendetta To be real, I don't feel sorry for them kids that you kill I will ask you like the 24th letter In the boiler room, act soon the skeleton Leave you cajun like the pelicans Expose your estrogen This is the coup, bitch, I own you Who's your daddy now? You a man, son, Maryland Dude think he gon' kill me with a butcher knife I'm in Haddonfield, come try to take my life Finally finished the job for Jamie Lee When he crossed me, he won't come back from the grave twice Lil' fuckboy killer and his dumb bride Kill a few people, now they think they bonafide Hell no, nah, I don't wanna play I don't play with kids, love it, get you killed Fake Bonnie and Clyde Black on black crime, speaking to the mirror With no fear, cause when you appear Change the atmosphere with no tears, yeah I'm walking dead already, so it's kinda petty But he died right here The 
Push the fear in the cornfield when I hit the chainsaw revving Tried to scream but he looked surprised when I caught the blade by the teeth Rip leather off his face, waste time, killer overrated legends Expecting the brawl cause this motherfucker tall But he froze like he had a muscle spasm When I see him fall, felt better than no orgasm Indescribable, call it a phantasm Fuck the stupid riddles and your puzzles Answer this, what's the power to when you add a muzzle? Dead jigsaw, ball by a rabbit dog Conversation now, monologue in the epilogue the fog swirling around me They think I'm an apparition Murder my competition My commission came from the Grim Reaper But I became deaf when I killed him Now I'm the main feature You can't get away from me No matter how fast you run Run, 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 run for your life Don't try to fight everybody Don't die looking for a way out Ain't none goodbye In real life ain't no happily ever after No remains, I kill everyone I capture Last sound that you hear is my sick laughter This will never end the story of a real slasher and that will do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want to listen to our past shows, subscribe on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Like, share, rate, and review the show. It really does help. Mike Seibert Radio is produced by Dave Sanders. For my guest, Ambush Vin, my name is Mike, and I hope to see you all at Jet City Comic Show this weekend. Look for me near the Lego display and Scott Hanlon's uh, Bumblebee Camaro, JetCityComicShow.com. This has been Mike Seibert Radio, and until next time, make good choices. You've been listening to the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Mike Seibert Radio. Email us at MikeCybertRadio at gmail.com. The spelling on that, of course, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Call into the voicemail hotline at 231-224-MIKE. Once again, that's 231-224-6453. Special thanks to Michael Geisler for our theme music. For more like it, check out ByDoorMusic.com. This has been a Mike Seibert Radio Production.